Welcome to Latitude, the show for freelancers, founders, and creators about all of the non-business parts of running a successful business. In the last episode, I spoke with SEO expert Brendan Hufford. He's the SEO director at a design and development agency called Click Studios, but he's also a podcaster, writer, YouTuber, and course creator. We chatted about everything from SEO strategy to what his kids have taught him about business. What stood out the most to me, though, was all centered around the topic of awareness. And this included awareness of the path you're currently on, awareness of who might value your work outside of users, and awareness about finding time to disconnect. So first, we have awareness of the path you're on. This awareness led Brendan to break from his current full-time job, but it also led him to avoid the traditional path of going from full-time to freelance and then from freelance to products. Why don't you, instead of trying to build your own agency, why don't you just go work at an agency? Then you don't have to teach anymore and you can have this like aligned life. And I had genuinely never considered that. I had thought that the path, you know, I'd been sold by like the online entrepreneurial, you know, shtick where it was just like, quit your day job, take the leap, be free. And it was like, oh, that doesn't sound like very free at all. The typical bootstrapper's journey is usually some variation of full-time job to freelance, freelance to consulting, consulting to products, and then products to growth. And this is outlined really well in an article called The Startup Escape Plan by Amy Hoy of Stacking the Bricks. And Sean McCabe even has an entire book called Overlap that goes even deeper. And this path from freelancing to consulting to products can be a really great way to reduce risk as you make the transition. But it can also just as easily lead to a lot of time and effort going into the freelance side of the business at the expense of products. And while I think this transition does make sense for a lot of people, for Brendan, it didn't. After leaving his full-time job that he didn't really love, he now has a full-time job that he does enjoy, and it also more closely aligns with some of his other projects. And it's important to note that this shift didn't really happen immediately. The shift from full-time teacher to full-time SEO was five years in the making, but the trigger that actually made it happen was a single conversation. He didn't even really see it as an option because the clear next step had always been freelance work. And I've had some similar career experiences of just not even really knowing what was out there. When I was let go from my design job in the Bay Area, I didn't really know what was next, but I did know that I didn't want to immediately go back into tech and design. I signed up for a 10-day wilderness first aid course kind of on a whim, and then I discovered there was this whole other world of seasonal work at national parks and ski resorts. The single action of signing up for that course led to me working as a raft guide, a hiking guide, and a ski instructor. But it was just being open to that option in the first place that actually made it possible. And then now I'm back into working on tech and design, but it's really on my own terms this time around. And so I think there are two big takeaways here. The first is really just to increase your exposure to alternative viewpoints. Talk to people in different industries or with different lifestyles. Experiment with new technologies or even just travel. In so many cases, these life experiences come back around to business in ways that we can never predict. And the other big one is to find something that aligns with your own risk tolerance and interests. Changing jobs but continuing to work full-time allowed Brendan to more closely align his personal projects with his work, but it also meant that he didn't really have the pressure of constantly finding new clients or customers. A lot of us in the small business, bootstrapper, and indie hacker communities realize that venture capital sells us a certain vision that we don't necessarily believe in, but it's often harder to recognize the visions that we're sold that we do believe in. Full-time to freelance to products can be a great path, but it doesn't have to be your journey, even if it is the most direct or efficient route. And then we have awareness of who will potentially value and pay for your work. Well, I'm going to make this stuff anyways. Why don't I just see if somebody wants to co-sign it? So I'm sure you're as tired as I am of seeing ads everywhere, 
But there's a similar model that seems to be growing, and it feels a lot more authentic than advertising. It's what I'm calling the patronage business model. And it's actually almost the opposite of Patreon. It looks and sounds a little more like sponsorship, but it's slightly different. The idea is to find larger companies that are already aligned with what you're doing. In Brendan's case, Flywheel and Ahrefs both agreed to support his 100 Days of SEO project. This was something he was already planning and starting to create, so having these companies on board was really just a bonus. He gave them an idea of his audience, but the conversation was less focused on specific metrics and numbers and more focused on the vision. They wanted to support him because 100 Days of SEO aligned with their companies and with their values. This patronage model certainly isn't anything new. It's existed basically since money was invented. So let's open our history books and go back to the section on Renaissance Italy. The Medici family was the most powerful family in Florence. They controlled most of the banking industry and the political structures. The Medicis are the patrons in this scenario, but they're also the folks that you're less likely to have heard of than the people that they supported like Da Vinci, Botticelli, and Galileo. These scientists, artists, and thinkers were able to create groundbreaking work because of the support from the Medicis. The Medicis didn't know exactly what these partnerships would lead to, but they did know that their investments would have a variety of benefits. So maybe I'm just looking for an excuse to say Brendan is Da Vinci in this scenario, but there are a lot of other great recent examples of this too. Ben Tossel of MakerPad is able to help tons of people create no-code businesses through support from those same no-code tools. Similarly, Adobe and Envision both have funds specifically for people building apps and educational resources within their ecosystems. The patrons and sponsors have some economic incentives, of course, but both the patrons and the recipients benefit from creating projects that might not have happened otherwise. And then in addition to the income, the relationship building is potentially even more valuable. You get to know people that are doing something that's already closely aligned to what you're doing, and they're potentially even a couple steps further along in their journey. So one big caveat and then the takeaway. Brendan had already established a bit of an audience for this project. These companies had seen that he had already put in the work and the effort. So even if they didn't know exactly what the ROI would be, it was clear that it was a good investment. And so building an audience is probably something you've heard plenty of times. But I think the big thing here is to look for businesses or individuals that might not be your direct customers, but they're generally aligned with what you're doing. This can turn into valuable partnerships or patrons for your next project. Finally, we have awareness about finding time to disconnect. I've noticed it takes me at least two days of being disconnected before I get out a journal and I'm like, ooh, new ideas. This is fun. I forgot that your brain like does that. If you create a vacuum, it'll fill it with some new ideas and some things. So it usually takes a couple days. I have a wife who is extremely supportive of me and uh, pushes for like disconnect time with the family. Like Labor Day weekend, we went up to Michigan uh, and I didn't bring, we got an Airbnb on this beautiful lake Reminded me of the Pacific Northwest. It was amazing, big, huge, like 300 foot tall, probably exaggerating, 300 foot tall trees and all this stuff. And I just sat and like thought I took a rowboat out, took my kids out, rode around this little lake and like just thought about things and talked to them. And it was it was awesome. It ends up happening. But you do. I've found that if I don't personally, if I don't make time for it, it doesn't happen. Now, I talked to Brendan about doing a quote company retreat. But this disconnection can happen in a lot of different ways. And I think there are two different ways to think about it. The first is kind of the larger structural process. How do you build structure into your work and your life? Ironically, I think that having additional structure can actually lead to more unstructured time. If there are parts of your job you can systematize, it can free up your mental space, even if it doesn't necessarily free up your time. 
More closely aligning your work with your side project, creating standard operating procedures, or even productizing your consulting services. These can all let you reclaim a little of your mental energy. And then second, it comes down to the day-to-day scheduling. By blocking time off for recreational activities in the same way as you would for work activities, it can really help with kind of having that unstructured time. Brendan openly admitted that he doesn't block out his entire calendar, but he did still mention that he has a two-hour bike ride on it. And so if you don't make time for it, it doesn't happen. It's easy to think of this time as unproductive, and I'm definitely guilty of that. However, this unstructured time can often be some of the most valuable time you spend on your business. It can prevent you from spending weeks on something that doesn't make sense, or it can help you find a shortcut that wasn't obvious otherwise. That unstructured time gives you clarity, and then you can take that clarity and break it down into tasks and actions. I've linked to an article called Out of Office by Justin Jackson that goes a little more into this idea. And so I think the biggest thing I'd challenge you to think about here is to acknowledge that you probably already have the information you need to move in the direction you want to go. Structure that unstructured time into your life and then put the puzzle pieces together that you've already collected rather than collecting more pieces for a puzzle that you might build someday in the future. And finally, one thing that's really challenging for me is realizing that it's just going to take time. Whatever stage you're at, that's part of the process. So with that in mind, I'm going to leave you with a clip of some of what Brendan and I talked about after the show. Just like being okay with it, it's going to take a while, right? Like you just chill. It's not, you're not going to figure, like if when you tell somebody like it's, it's, it hurts your heart, but you're like, you're not going to figure this out in the next five minutes. Like you're not going to figure this out, you know, by the end of your Google calendar week. Like it's just, it's, it might like this, they hear these things and they're like, wow, that guy seems like he figured it out. Maybe, but I've been doing this for like 10 years. Like, and I'm only starting to figure it out. And that's what makes me feel really excited. Like, I feel like I'm just seeing over, I was talking the other day, uh, my buddy Ken from Mastermind Jam. And I was like, we were talking about this analogy of like, like you're in Denver and you hit like the first set of mountains and you climb the mountain and you're like, whew, that was rough. And you open your eyes and you just see endless mountains. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's just like, I don't, uh, okay, I guess we're just going to keep doing this and go down this one and up the next. And I feel like I'm only on the first mountain. And that's a that's a great feeling. It's very exciting. Before we wrap things up, I want to take just a second to talk about Podia. Podia provides all of the tools you need for online courses, downloads, and memberships. But more importantly, they believe in and support people creating those things. Podia really enables people like us to do the work we love. I'm a longtime Podia user, and I've been an advocate of theirs from well before they sponsored the show. My Podia course has directly led to thousands of email subscribers and five figures in revenue. Whether you're an expert developer or creating your first ever digital product, Podia makes it fast and easy to create something that not only looks good, but converts well, too. Creating something out of nothing is hard, but Podia makes creation a little bit easier. And they're offering a lifetime discount of 15% to listeners of the Latitude podcast. To get your discount or just learn a bit more, go to podia.com slash latitude, or there's a link in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in. Next time I'll be chatting with Mubashar Iqbal, better known as Mubs. He's been Product Hunt's maker of the year, has coded over 80 distinct projects, and some of them, like Will Robots Take My Job, has gone completely viral and gotten tens of millions of views. If you're interested in that conversation or other conversations with entrepreneurs, product people, and freelancers, hit subscribe to get upcoming interviews and these actionable breakdowns of the interviews. This is also the part of the show where I'm supposed to ask you to rate and review the podcast. 
But rather than that, I want you to send a tweet, message, email, or carrier pigeon to a friend about the one thing you learned and how you can apply it to your business this week. Or send it directly to me on Twitter at Zavzen. Links and more are in the show notes at createlatitude.com slash podcast. And I just want to remind you that you already have the tools you need to create a little more latitude in your day, your business, and your life. <laughs>